0: Welcome to Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Darnell. This week, we have Jared Housengay with Insane Swine. Jared cooks out of Massachusetts and has an absolutely ridiculous batting average, finishing in the top 10 in 68% of the contest that he's cooked. I think you'll enjoy this interview, getting to know one of the best pitmasters in the Northeast. Please join me in welcoming Jared Housengay. I am here with Jared Housengay from... Insane Swine, and I said your name right, correct?
1: You absolutely did.
0: Yeah, it took me probably four years to get that
1: right. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're one of the few that uh, has it right after like 15 years, so uh, thank you, <laughs> appreciate that.
0: <laughs> so I normally like to start these things off with a story about how I got to know somebody, and I think that how you and I got to spend some time together is probably one of the more unique stories. And that, uh, you guys were coming down to Virginia for a class. Asked if we wanted to have breakfast on Sunday morning and you took us to the Guar Bar,
1: <laughs> yes, that that's right. Yeah, the the Guar Bar, and and I, I, you know, neither of us really knew you that well at the time, and di- didn't really realize you're a little bit squeamish when it comes to <laughs> gore and blood and things like that. So, uh, and, and inside the Guar Bar, if, if uh, folks have have never been there, there's like uh, fake blood splatters all over the place. There's like gruesome heads. Uh, 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 (laughs) mounted to the walls and the ceiling and just all all sorts of gruesome stuff so uh, I felt kind of bad about that
0: oh no it was great because we were we were driving down to Richmond to go and I was like maybe we ought to look up Guar and see what this is all about and so Kim's Kim's in the passenger seat she looked it up and we put some music on and I was like okay
1: But that was a real, that was a great time though. We we had such a fun time with you guys and the the brunch was awesome. The food was good. The drinks were good. It was just, it was a great time.
0: And we've taken people back. We've gone there three times now and uh, taken other people there and they're like, how did you find this place? And I'm like, (laughs) makes sense. And I'm like, you know, but they did play some NWA at one point during the morning and I was like, okay, this place is gold. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah the music was definitely good it was a mix of uh metal and and rap and all sorts of stuff so yeah it was uh it's a cool place i recommend going there
0: yeah man well let's get into it a little bit because you know i just went through a lot of your statistics and stuff from over the years and you have an amazing batting average in terms of finishing in the top 10 when you cook it is uh truly something to behold especially where you cook up in the Northeast and the low scores, it it really is an honor to have you on
1: here. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's something that we, we work hard at. I'm known as being uh, sometimes kind of a jerk at contests, but I'm really not. It's that I'm so focused on things. Yeah. You know, some people go to, to contests and th- they love having a great time and you should have a great time at contests and, and some people have a really, really great time, uh, indulging at contests. And I, I can't do that because I'm so focused on, on what I'm doing. I'm super focused on things. And I think that's part of, part of, uh, what leads to the consistency.
0: Yeah. You're you, I would describe you as unflappable. There's there's you have your routine and what you're going to do and when you have time to come and hang out you do. Uh, I've learned a lot from that level of focus because I think what you just described in terms of people going to have a good time and people coming there to actually cook is finding that balance, you know, I think I think that I've been on both sides of the spectrum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think, you know, I think, I think most of us have, have been there and, and, and in party mode, um, uh, especially when you're first starting out, it's uh, and and again, not that you shouldn't have fun at contests, but the the most fun I can have at a contest is to win it.
0: Absolutely. I agree. One of the things that struck me about you from the very beginning, and I think the first time we actually met, was at Donnie Bray's class waiting for the bus. I think. When you're at a contest, I think that you have an amazing confidence about you. And where does that confidence come from?
1: Yeah, that that's a great question, and uh, I, I think it, it definitely doesn't come naturally. I, I've we we've all had our our failures, uh, and I know that's one of the questions you like to ask <laughs> on, on your podcasts. Uh, not to jump ahead here, but uh, I, I think the confidence really comes from those a lot of those failures, and boy, I, I've had a lot of them, especially with uh, especially with brisket. Um, lots of early failures, and. I'll uh, also probably jumping ahead a little bit too, but Donnie Bray was, was a big reason why I am where, where I am today in brisket specifically, but no, the, the confidence just comes from practice. I practice yeah. a ton. I'm always, I just finished my third chicken practice in the last, I think three weeks. Wow. Um, and and so uh, that's something we were struggling with uh, the last couple of years. And I, I've totally changed that, that program we'll see how it happens in the jersey next month but how how it goes there but um but yeah just the confidence just comes from practice and yeah yeah, you know if you're doing turn-ins and you're not confident in what you're turning in i I think that's one of the big uh pitfalls um if if you're questioning you know my my my, one of my philosophies is you you win or lose at turn-ins when you're building that box that that that's just as important as the meat you select and how you cook it.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: what you put in that box, um, you've got to be sure that that's, that's what you want to put in that box. And right. Um, that's the way I look at it.
0: No, I agree with that a hundred percent. And it's something that I've actually learned from this podcast is that, you know, there's always, there's always some more time there at the end to make something right. And there's always time to try and make it just a little bit better.
1: I've really focused on that, you know, the last three weeks and it's really helped. Yeah. I, I, you know, whenever someone comes, comes by and it's close to turn ins, it's, it's close to noon there. And people say, Hey, how's it going? And I, I always tell them truthfully, uh, still time to F it up it's, <laughs> right. un, un, until until you turn in that box. You, you, you have time to either mess it up or you have time to make it really great. And that's, that's really key. Those last minute decisions, I, I think are so important.
0: Yeah. You mentioned failures. Do you have a, We've all had a ton of them and you know, that's one of the things about doing this for so long and you've been doing this for what, since 2008, I think. Mm -hmm. Yep. So do you have any favorite failures of yours that really taught you something big?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, the one that first comes to mind, um, we were at the, the Sam's club, um, regional so it was i believe it was in virginia i don't remember if it was chesapeake or if it was richmond at the time or even really what year it was um but um we got dequeued on a category for putting something in the box that we did not know was in the box but when we closed the lid that was uh, apparently something was in the lid and it went in the box and we always check we always open it back up and and Look at it and make sure nothing foreign is in the box. I'll tell you what it was. It was a Q-tip um, because we were cleaning our boxes with, with Q-tips, with cotton did, swabs back did then. Did you
0: leave it in the lid?
1: We left it in the lid. Of course, it's it was white. It wasn't one of those bright pink, you know, yeah. Q-tips and and something like that. So it blended right into the top of the box. We usually open the box. We didn't this time to make sure there's nothing weird in there. And, and, you know, it was kind of nerves is really what it was because we were rushing to, I think it was our first regional Sam's regional and we were rushing when we didn't have to we still had several minutes left but so so that really taught me a lot about two things Num- number one check the freaking box to make sure there's nothing in there <laughs> that's that shouldn't be in there and number number two is just not not to let the nerves get you um, in the end when when you're again turning in in such a critical time don't let nerves get to you and we, we you know we've turned in literally with two or three seconds left we've done that a lot i'm not saying it's a great thing but we we try to make things make make sure things are uh, as good as they can be kind of of sometimes to to our detriment but but yeah we try not to let that nerves get to us and that that was a big learning moment
0: and that's one of the things that we always talk about when we've done a contest with you because i always say suzanne trucking that box, you know, and and it's right at the end. And Kim just looks at me and she goes, if you've ever do that to me, it's just not it's not going to
1: be fun. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've gotten better. I've gotten better. Uh, we've gotten better. the the last The last full year we we competed in 2019. I, I was uh, I was trying to leave at least a couple minutes, you know. And that for us, that's pretty darn good. But uh, yeah, it's kind of it was kind of the running joke for for a while, like 2013, 14, 15. We were always turning in like in the last 10 seconds or so, um, and we're. You know, Suzanne and I, Suzanne, my my wife and teammate puts up with, with this crazy hobby a lot of the time, is a perfectionist, and I am also to some degree. So um, when you have two perfectionists looking at a box, nitpicking and, you know, saying that this piece of parsley is a little off, it's sticking up a little too much or whatever it might be. Yeah, we, we do that a little bit more than than we probably have to. <laughs>
0: you talked earlier about your focus. Do you ever find situations where your things are going on and you're unfocused and what do you do to bring that focus back
1: uh yeah sometimes uh it it happens i mean usually usually what happens to bring that focus back is suzanne um to be quite honest with you um she's really good at seeing I I very rarely get upset about about anything, to be honest with you. Um, So if she sees that I'm upset, um, it's pretty easy to notice that and she'll she'll kind of talk me through it and say, you know, okay, so this happened, your, your smoker was running hot overnight or whatever. And so now what can you do about that? What, what else can, can you think about kind of what else needs to be done there? Um, What else could you be doing? What can I help with? Um, So she's, she's great at that in those rare instances where things aren't going right. And I am kind of, kind of unfocused and, and not 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 doing what I should be doing maybe she'll she'll bring me back in she knows the schedule she knows kind of what what I where I should be at and what I should be doing at any particular time
0: I say often that we're only as good as the people around us and I know a lot of times that my wife keeps me in check in terms of hey you don't need to be watching that or sometimes you do need to sit there and watch a bunch of the world's strongest men competitors sitting underneath the insane swine table while Jared's turning brisket or trimming brisket.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lake Placid is uh, is a fun contest. Um, that, uh, I've had the pleasure of being there with you guys. Uh, I don't get to see you all that often, but Lake Placid is, uh, it is it was a was a fun one when it started raining and everyone every everyone there at the strong man uh, contest <laughs> came running into my tent. So I, I'm not the most social person, uh, I never claimed to be. So it takes a it takes a lot to to, to warm up to people for me. Uh, you know, growing up I, I was painfully shy to to be honest with you up until high school and I had a teacher uh, a little bit of a tangent here I had a teacher that kind of kind of opened my opened up my shell and and I bloomed a little bit from there still shy but um, but not quite as painfully shy so so when I see 20 30 people heading for my easy up um, and I don't know who they are or what what they're doing uh, they're all
0: massive people they're all insanely strong
1: <laughs> yeah 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 it yeah you were right across from from yeah at, at that contest and it was uh i'm sure a sight to behold
0: <laughs> well we were sitting at uh ed and jenny's camper mm-hmm. from fire down below we were sitting there because it was raining yep. and i was like i looked over at kim and i went look at this <laughs> like this isn't good.
1: Yeah, but but I'm sure you were laughing your ass off.
0: A hundred percent. There were there were these two girls wearing gold like stretch pants, and they were both like could easily like rip our arms off and beat us to death with them. And they're literally underneath the table, and Jared has the monster SRF brisket that he's trimming. And I'm just like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had to tell a couple of them to to back up a little bit or they were going to get squirted with the injection. I remember that.
0: (laughs) And I don't know, I did not intend on telling that story during this, but it all of a sudden popped in my head. I was like, I got to get this in there.
1: Yeah, Um, absolutely.
0: (laughs) So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about investments and stuff. You know, you've been doing this since 2008. What's one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've made in competition
1: barbecue? The best investment with 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 regards to barbecue, I, I mean we did this since 2008 to 2000 through 2012 with just a minimal setup. So basically an SUV, uh, WSMs, you, you know slept in the SUV in the back of the Explorer. The best investment. It's going to sound really sad, probably was our utility trailer. We don't have an RV. Uh, we yeah. still don't. But getting that utility trailer and some place we could set up cots and sleep and put electrical blankets in and things like that that was that was the year 2013 we got that and not coincidentally was the first our first gc was in 2013 right so that was that was the and i know a lot of people we still have the utility trailer same one we got in 2013 you know, you know it, a lot of people say well why don't you get an rv and I keep thinking, well, one of these years, I'm not going to want to do barbecue anymore, so I don't want to invest in an RV. <laughs> but uh, we're actually thinking about it, though, as 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 we're getting older. Next year, we're we're thinking about getting a small RV yeah, that we can also take camping and things like that. So yeah. um, that was probably the best investment, You know that, and and uh, my first smoker outside of WSM is uh, Backwoods. Um, Um, g2 party smoker and and i still use it Uh, and i got that in 2013 too
0: yeah you're not you don't seem like a guy that has to go out and change and get the newest smoker and the newest thing going on you you seem you're you're pretty set in your program
1: Yeah, no, I I like, uh, you know, I have gotten other smokers over the years as well. Uh, I cook my ribs on a Humphrey smoker, still use the same one from 2013 for my brisket and my pork. Uh, I cook overnight with no draft system. I I don't use a guru or anything like that. Uh, For my overnight cook, uh, I just took the plunge last year and started using a draft system for my ribs just because I, so I don't have to worry about them uh, while I'm doing other stuff throughout the morning. um but other than that no i'm pretty pretty old school uh i don't uh don't need the flashiest new things i don't want to buy a new smoker or a new rv or anything like that every year
0: right on so those are all expensive things do you have a thing that's a purchase of a hundred dollars or less that has most positively impacted your barbecue
1: I have one that was under $5, and I think it's still available on Amazon for under $5. And this was new to me like maybe three or four years ago. Maybe everyone uses them. I have no idea. But it's a powdered sugar shaker for my finishing rub. It is totally, totally... Uh, changed my finishing rub game yeah. so I use a finishing rub that's a powder basically yeah. uh, was having trouble you know getting out of a regular shaker I would take pinches of it and do it that way but it wasn't coming out even so I bought a powdered sugar shaker with a fine mesh and it's it's fantastic I love it
0: huh what's the finishing rub
1: finishing rub I, mean, I have a couple different ones I'll tell you yeah um, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what it is well I'll tell you what it is Let's see. What do I tell you? I'll tell you what it is for my brisket.
0: Uh, no, it's be okay. true ladies and gentlemen. This will yeah. not be true.
1: <laughs> it's the jalapeño. No. <laughs> it's not jalapeño. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: if you do if you've never met Jared, he's tighter than a drum on this stuff. He's not giving up anything.
1: Yeah, no. I, I don't uh I don't I don't share a lot. No. I, I, that that's true.
0: That's What true. I always ask and I always get a different
1: answer every time yeah yeah you'll 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 get to ask me 10 times you'll get 10 different answers
0: (laughs) that's my favorite thing to do (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about some people a little bit who who's impacted your life the most in competition barbecue
1: that's a tough one because so many people have. Uh, I'll mention three really quickly. So the first one is uh, Chris Hart from IQ up in this area. I mean, uh, almost everyone you talk to has been influenced by Chris Hart. I know Bill Gillespie from Smoking Hogs and has also been heavily influenced. You, yeah, lots of people, right? It's the first class I took was Chris Hart's back at, back at way back in the day. I think it was maybe like his second or third class that he ever taught. And I just, I just, it totally opened my eyes. It's like... It, it, it totally changed the way i do everything basically for the better oh. um so that's that's number one chris and chris is just a great guy he's just yeah. you, you know him and and uh he's just fun to be around uh down to earth guy the second one i'll say um is is billy from smoking hogs billy's you know he he's a lot he's a lot more than just a fellow competitor he's he's a friend and and he's like a brother really if 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 i had a second brother, Billy would be it. We just, we share a lot of the same uh, views, uh, not just on barbecue, but on life and, and lots of different things. So, um, it, it's just a great guy. You, 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 everyone, everyone who knows Bill loves him. How can't, how can't you? and he's helped me a lot along the way too. He's given me a lot of great advice. Yeah. And the third one I mentioned already is Donnie Bray. I, I don't know Donnie really well personally, but taking his class uh, again, just really, it totally changed my brisket. It totally changed it for the better. Um, and I've, I finally got brisket dialed in because of Donnie Bray. Um, first time I, I, I met Donnie Bray was actually at the World Food Championships. We had, I think, it was 2014. It was in Vegas. And we had both made it to the barbecue uh, top 10. He was first, I was second after the first round. So I got a chance to talk to him a little bit uh, kind of backstage there and uh, just just a great guy. Just a, just a really, again, down to earth, just fun to talk to. Really, really good guy.
0: It's funny the corollaries that you and I have and that Chris Chris Hart was my first class that I took and Donnie's classes, you know, probably I went there for chicken because I didn't know how to cook a piece of competition chicken. And that's, and I still do 99% of what I learned from Donnie in those two things. It's, it's amazing how, and I think that's what's changed barbecue a lot in that everybody has had one or two classes and everyone that, that, learning curve has been shortened a lot mm-hmm.
1: yeah definitely i mean especially with all the classes these days i mean the, the learning curve and, and you know yeah you kind of joke before that that uh i don't give a straight answer when people people ask me for secrets and things like that i don't um and my view is no, I, 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 you know, I've taken classes. I've learned from other people. If you want to learn like the truth, go take a class. If, if you want to want the BS answer, you can come to me because I probably won't be telling you what I actually do, but take a class. Don't, don't come, don't, don't come to me for free information. Go, go <laughs> find it out on your own. Right. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> what was the biggest turning point in your career as a pitmaster?
1: Biggest turning point, to be honest, was was probably just when we started doing more competitions. Um, 2013, I keep going back to that year because it's the first year that we did I believe, more than 10 competitions before that. We were doing two, three, four, maybe five for a few years. And, and uh, you know, when 2013 came, it was like, I, I want to get a little more serious about this. I want to invest in the trailer, the smokers, a class, uh, Chris Hart's class. I took also Lakeside Smokers. Um, Mike um, no longer competes, but I took his class as well and and learned a lot from that. But that was really that was really the turning point just getting out there getting more serious about it and and doing more competitions investing a little bit more money in it yeah you know realizing what like a a competition brisket should be instead of buying it at the local butcher butcher shop or walmart or wherever i was getting them back then that that helped too Uh, but just kind of getting more serious and doing doing more competitions was was really, really a turning point. And our first barbecue win was in May of 2013. We did a competition up in New Hampshire, which no longer exists. And um, they do grilling, or at the time, they did a lot of grilling competitions on Saturdays up here yeah. in the Northeast. And we were known as a grilling team at, at that point, because we had won a lot of grilling competitions. And we were we were pretty good at at grilling competitions at the time from two thousand nine to about two thousand and twelve we were we were good at grilling and that's kind of what we were known for um, so our first barbecue win was May of two thousand thirteen and we won the grilling competition on Saturday, and then we won our first barbecue competition the next day on Sunday. So, yeah. it was uh, it was exciting. It was it was a thrill. It was you know, kind of kind of confirmation that I was kind of on the right track there.
0: Yeah, I tell people all the time when they ask how do I get better, you know, I've had a class. How do I get better? And I'm like, go cook four weekends in a row, and you'll really. Number one, you're going to find out what you're made of stamina wise. Number two, you're going to really learn your cook because you've done it so many weekends in a row, you can really like start tweaking small things and seeing how they change things. And I, I I know the first time that we really cooked like 22 in a year, I think it's the first time that we got that high. And I was like, you know, we did five weekends in a row I was like, okay. And. You know, Kim would be like, well, that little change made a huge difference, you know? And I really think that's, that's really a good way to get better.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And, and, you know, it's the only way to get better by tweaking things because you don't want to do one competition and have a bad result. And then the next competition do something totally different. You want to tweak it a little bit, see if that helps. Then at the third competition, you tweak it a little bit more. And maybe you're on the right track now. And at that fourth competition, fifth competition, you might be, you might be getting calls. Right um, right there, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way to do it.
0: Yep. So one of my favorite things about you is <laughs> that I think that you're a fairly, fairly superstitious guy and you have a lot of habits, rituals, or routines. <laughs> um, a couple of those you could share.
1: You, you know, probably not as many as you think, but I, I do have a, a couple. <laughs> so it's no surprise prize to anyone here probably who follows us on on Facebook. Uh, When we travel, uh, every time we go to a rest area that that has a claw machine, I play it it's it's one of those quirky things that get, getting probably to the unusual habits too that that i do uh, i'll 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 play the claw machine i'll win one of these stupid stuffed animals that cost probably five cents to make but i spend like a dollar or two trying to win it so so that's one thing i'll play i'll play at least one claw machine if we're going out to you know, kansas city or or uh, on a longer trip i'll i'll do that so that's one thing. I have, uh, I think, what is a magical trash can that, that we got in 2013. I've been using it ever since 2013. It's one of those brute, you know, garbage cans, big big garbage cans. But I think, I think that has uh, some sort of magical power. I don't know. Since I've been using it since we've won. And, uh, you know, the, I, I'm also, uh, you You got me into this, the the MeUndies, there there are, uh, I, I still think, man, if you're not sponsored by them, you you should be working on that. Uh, absolutely.
0: You've turned, episodes, but...
1: Yeah, you've turned so many people on to, to them. They're making so much money because of you. You should get a piece of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there there are some that uh, there are some patterns of of the meundies that I, I do prefer um, to, to wear at competitions. So. Important. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's probably about about it. Um, You you know, the the year that uh, I did the best at the Sam's Club final. um, I I think I was at the Sam's Club final four times, I think we made it there. And one time Suzanne had to come back home. She had, uh, she had another engagement that she needed to a wedding that she needed to attend here at home. So she drove out with me to the Sam's Club, then she took a plane back home. Um, she said, oh, "I'm going to leave you some good luck charms here." And um, what what those were? There was a rosary, and there was a condom that we bought at one of the rest areas on the way out. So she put the rosary and the condom together up on the easy up pole, uh, taped them to the pole, and hey, you know, uh, I'll, I'll I'll be damned. We came in third place, um, so you know, not bad. Not bad at
0: all. Yeah. That might be the. I'd normally take something from each episode, and that's the title. This one might be called the Rosary and the Condom. There you go.
1: That's <laughs> perfect.
0: Well, I think we've already established that you're uh, you're a big metalhead, and if anyone's seen your terrifying barbecue logo, <laughs> a basically zombie pig with chains, and it's very scary. I mean, you you do listen to music when you're cooking, don't you?
1: Oh yeah, uh, I, I lo- love music. You know, and you I am a, metal- a lot of
0: different stuff though.
1: I do, I do, yeah, I do, I do. I am a metalhead. I grew up in, in uh, on on eighties hair metal, and Iron Maiden was was a big band I, I loved, and that's what our logo is based off of um, the Peace of Mind album cover from Iron Maiden. A quick quick story though, too, and you, I think we've told you this. Um, I met my wife in college online back when meeting someone online was like scary really scary Right, right, right. yeah um, and back when the screens were still mainly text there weren't a lot of images and graphics and things like there are now we met on a chat line uh, for the band Megadeth and that's uh that's that's how we met uh we were both fans of the band megadeth and uh met met there and kind of the rest is history and moved out to mass after i graduated and um, so yeah that's uh that's another little metal story there for you but uh (laughs) but yeah i like lots of stuff i mean in 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 our uh, on on sirius and our on our uh truck and our car i mean there's there's everything from hair nation to Ozzy's boneyard but also you know 80s 90s 90s there's uh, the 40s channel i've been into the 40s junction a lot i love that channel i I love it man if you just want to chill out right um listen to that oh man it's awesome so yeah lithium i mean octane obviously liquid metal but really a range of of stuff and uh yeah music we listen to music when we do turn-ins not the same exact songs every time but the same type of music um which is you know rock rock or heavy metal music so yeah it's music is is really an important uh, part of our lives and we've we've missed the concert scene over over the Love past you. year
0: yeah we've actually gone as far now that we have playlists for each each meet Mm. it's turned into point of contention especially during brisket because there's one track that i have on there which is db ray vaughn playing Jimi hendrix voodoo child Mm. at uh, carnegie hall cool and it is but it's nine minutes And, and Kim can only listen to guitar solos for so long. So this weekend was the first time. Like after four minutes, I said, "You can go to the next track." And I think it threw me off. And oh. I wasn't pleased with not hearing the rest of that song. But you know, what are you gonna do? Happy yeah. to life. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. I, I, you know, I I tried the whole thing where I, I had a a playlist that I started at like eleven in the morning and would would play it through turn ins, but I, I got I got kind of tired of it. I, I it got yeah. a little too repetitive for me, and I found that it didn't really. didn't really help me out too much so i just went back to plant to shuffling and and playing uh some of the hair metal uh during turn-ins but uh but yeah i know a lot of people uh do do that they have a set playlist that they play for turn-ins which is pretty cool
0: yeah i don't know i'm kind of i think i'm getting away from it but we'll (laughs) see yeah or maybe they just need updated (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah right yeah i do i do switch it up to uh, every year i uh i add some songs to the playlist just to kind of mix it up a little bit
0: yeah so when you're a week out from a competition is your week the same every week that you you compete
1: yeah it, it's pretty much the same um you, you know uh, we, we we buy the meats around the same time so i'll i'll start looking for chicken um you know Tuesday Wednesday and uh, pork pork and I'll t- I'll tell you a couple little tidbits a couple little secrets the, the brisket obviously is frozen so I take that out you, know, you can imagine imagine what kind of brisket I, I probably use the pork and, and the ribs I have also have no problem freezing so pork and ribs are, are usually in the freezer so it's just a matter of taking them out and I'll shop for them I'll try to get like a month's worth in a normal competition year yeah. um I'll, I'll shop for like a month at a at a time on the on the pork and in the, cool. the ribs so um, so it's just a matter of you know uh, hopefully once or, or twice a month kind of sourcing those but yeah the chicken i'll i'll, I'll try to I don't freeze the chicken, so I'll, I'll typically get that on a Tuesday or or a Wednesday, um, depending on when I can go out and get it. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, just packing, you know, making rubs, making sauces, is, that that's all pretty much a Monday thing. Get those all packed up and ready to go. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty much the same. I mean, work gets in the way once in a while, so I might have to delay a day if if uh, if I have to. But but yeah, it's pretty much the same week week in and week out.
0: So you, you've said a couple of times you're an old school cook. So you are probably a feel guy, you know, and gut feelings. How do you relate to those gut feelings when you're cooking?
1: A lot of it is, a lot of it's gut feeling, um, but I think a lot of it too is, I, I know a lot of people just getting into competition barbecue that think one plus one equals two. So they wanna just, if I do one thing, And then another thing it's going to lead to me getting awards and you know there's all these other factors that come into play right you you know you 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 open something up like you open up a pork butt and it's got a big gash in the money muscle or um because because i like to take chances and not open my pork butts before competition. So um, that's a whole other thing. Um, but anyway, uh, there, there's a lot of variables that you, you can't plan on necessarily. So a lot of it is feel and a lot of it is, you know, not now there is a science to barbecue as well. Yeah, obviously, but, but I, I think it's more of an art than a science. I feel it is anyway. And so, yeah, I do. I do a lot by feel. I do a lot by uh, here's one thing uh, I, don't, I don't overnight. I said I don't use a draft system. I use my backwood smokers. I use one uh, and and I leave the top vent open. I get the smoker up to 250 to 60 and I close the bottom vents. So when I wake up, the smoker could be 250. uh, It could be 180. So at the Jack, the year we got fourth, um, that was 2013, it was a cold, cold night. There was frost on the smokers um, when I when I got up that morning and my temperature on my smoker, it was 250, 260 when I went to bed. Um, It was 179 when I got up Wow! and I didn't panic. I don't panic. I got the temperature back up um, to 260-ish and 270 maybe, and went from there. And yeah, got third place overall. But I, I don't. I'm not one of these guys who you know need a draft system, and they need it to be like 250, like. Oh, no, it's 255, what do I do? Oh, my God, I got to get it back to 250. <laughs> I'm not like that at all. You know, you got to know, you got to know your smoker, you got to know your meat, you got to know how to adjust when the temp is too high, temp is too low, it's not the end of the world, you just adjust however right. you need to, um, to get that end product. So, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it's definitely by feel.
0: Right on, right on. I agree with you on that, and it's one of those things since I've switched to a stick burner, you know, having to, maybe you're not right on your wood timeline because the wind's different or, you know, and you feel like you should put one in. If you do, then you should do it. something rumbles in the gut, you know, I got (laughs) to go.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I gotta go. So, well, I want to thank you very much for being on here. But now we got to get to my favorite part of the interview, which is the rapid fire questions.
1: Oh boy, fun stuff!
0: This is yeah. The first one is always fun for me because it's what do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? Everything.
1: No, um, I, I, try, I I'm more amused than anything. I don't I don't really get too ups, upset by stuff that I see. But I, I'm more amused by. Um, people who have never won anything but think they're the authority on everything. That's amusing to me. I, I see that a lot. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names. Not going to be. Uh, not going to be that guy. But uh, but yeah, I see. I see a lot of that. Um, and for some reason, and it shouldn't bother me, but. Every time uh, there's a competition that I'm not at and people are posting on forums saying who's, who's streaming awards. It, uh, for some reason, it drives me crazy. I, I don't know why, um, but <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if I want to watch the awards, I'll find them somewhere, but uh, I don't need 10 people asking who's streaming awards. I guess that, that's kind of annoying. It know. is,
0: And you know, as someone who used to stream them all the time, It just got to, I was getting 30 messages a day about like, are you streaming? Are you streaming awards? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this because (laughs) I'm just getting barraged.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You don't know what you're getting into there.
0: Right. Do you have a favorite pre, during or post competition meal?
1: Not really. Definitely not pre or during. When we get back from competitions, it's either uh, pizza, Chinese, or DQ, uh, actually not, not really for the food at DQ, but, uh, we, we like, uh, we like the blizzards from time to time after a competition. So yeah, that's, that's about it though, for the food.
0: Right on. You have a favorite present that you like to give to people?
1: Bad advice is my greatest gift. I think, (laughs) uh, that and sarcasm. I I think that's an awesome gift too. So other than those, no, that's your gifts to the world <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah you gotta have fun you know
0: however i am going to one of your favorite hats is one of my favorite hats and it's a moon pie hat and i didn't know what a moon pie was and i call jared moon pie all the time that's the second the alternative title for this is moon pie yes so one day you and Suzanne sent me and kim this moon pie gift box which was absolutely amazing <laughs> and and that basket still sits in our bar. Like <laughs> <Because> it's <laughs> one of the
1: decorations. And people always ask about it. And I tell them the story of the hat. Oh, that's awesome. That, that, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's uh that's that's your loving name for me and has been for many, many years. So yeah, will, that's awesome. It will be forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this one is one of my favorites. You could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it message out to millions or billions what would it say and why
1: oh yeah that's that's a tough one at the top of the billboard i'd have a a nice heart a pretty like valentine heart and and it would say be yourself And, and then under that i would have a middle finger and it would say just leave me alone i think that's that's uh that, that sums me up pretty well. I, I think, you know, be who you want to be, do what you want to do, believe what you want to believe. But no, nah, don't, don't, uh, don't pull that crap with me. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I, here's another one. I, here's, another, I, here's another one. I, I like a picture of you up there bending over with Sean Gillespie behind you and the yeah. caption would be try butt stuff. <laughs> How about that? That's that's a good one, right? At the Cooks meeting there. Uh...
0: So I didn't go to Cooks meeting this weekend. Ah. And I was accused today, because <laughs> that's where it first happened was in Urbana. Yep. And I was accused today that the reason that I didn't do well and Bill didn't do well is because I didn't go to Cooks meeting. Uh oh. And Sean didn't violate me. So
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, if, 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 uh, folks out there haven't heard, uh, Sean on, on the teammates podcast, definitely check, check it out. That was a good one.
0: It's it a little handsy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lastly, and I'm so excited about this. What is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love?
1: Oh, I already mentioned the claw machines. So yes. that, that, that's one gosh. Uh, I, Yeah, unusual. A habit probably fits me better. At competitions, uh, I don't use lights. If you come to my site, it's likely even at midnight uh, when I'm up putting meat on, it's totally dark. Uh, I use a headlamp and that's it. So that's probably one thing. I I don't sit down at competitions.
0: No, you do not. It is uh,
1: no, I don't. We have chairs. Uh, uh, you know, Suzanne uses chairs, and I just don't. I I think you know. I don't want to call it a nervous habit. It's just. I I just, I just don't want to sit down. I just feel like I, I can focus better. And, and, and once I sit down, that's, that's the end of the, that's, that's the end of the story. I'm not getting back up. So I just like to stay upright and, and, and keep focused, but Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's probably, that's probably about it for me. You know, I, I probably got a million, Suzanne could probably tell you a mil, million unusual habits and oddities and all sorts of stuff. But, uh, as far as what I'm willing to share, that's probably about it.
0: There we go. Well, you shared a lot and, uh, it's been great having you on. And, I just can't wait to see you again, man. You know, we only got to see each other a couple of times last year because of COVID. And uh, we always have a great time. We usually get to go out to dinner at least once, and uh, it is always a fantastic time seeing you guys. And can't wait to do it again soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That, that goes double for us. We uh, can't can't wait to see you guys hang out. You, you know, get get uh, back to quote unquote normal and just uh, just yeah, just not not even not even just the barbecue stuff. Just hanging out and That's- yeah, ab- absolutely
0: they say the number one thing for barbecue that everyone says is the people and having great friends all around the country. And we couldn't be more blessed to have you guys. So,
1: Yeah. I appreciate that. We feel, feel the exact same. And uh, yeah, the friendships uh, are are, always going to last despite what happens in the competition world. It's uh, that that's really what it's all about.
0: Absolutely. My friend. Well, I'll see you here in a few weeks. Okay.
1: All right. Sounds good, man. All righty.
0: Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. We will have another episode for you next week. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedenka pitmaster and old virginia smoke podcast is a property of old virginia smoke llc all rights reserved copyright 2021 OBS, old virginia smoke.